Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. We're going to make our confession. Are you all ready? Hallelujah. That song is a great song. Get it in your heart. We expect your glory. Everybody say, I expect it. And we're going to talk about that today. But let's do our confession. If you're here visiting, we just say this together. I am here on purpose because I have a purpose. My heart is open and my mind is ready to receive because God is not finished with me yet. My best days are right in front of me and I have victory in my life because Jesus lives in me. Amen. Give God praise. Turn to somebody and tell them the joy of the Lord is your strength. Chris. Hallelujah. Well, now that's why your children love Children's Church, because Pastor Chris gets the message across. And I want to tell you, the last couple of Christmases, uh, when we've sent the offering to uh, the children at Christmas in, uh, well, now they're in Uganda, but they were in Sudan, they would have about $500 from the year of saving up over there in Children's Church. Uh, of course, they make boys versus girls. That adds a little incentive to it. But I believe it's because they understand that they're giving to something. So when Reese prayed, the first thing she prays is for those children that are over there because they pray. And they know who their orphan is. And uh, we're really blessed over there with young people. And uh, we've had a lot of young people come through there that are now in blaze. So uh, it's a good place to get your children started in the truth. Everybody say the truth. And the truth will make us free. So uh, I have a word for you today. I believe that God put in my heart and uh, my husband had spoken to me about maybe doing a Sunday. And so I said, okay, everybody say blessed and highly favored. You know, I, I don't know about you, but in the world that we're in today, it seems like there's so many negative things out there that would indicate that we're in trouble, and I believe our nation is in trouble. I believe they're going to have to make choices in our government. They're supposed to represent the people, and I believe if the right choices are made, we will prosper because it's in the Word of God that the people of God are blessed. Everybody say, I am blessed. And, you know, when, when, when a nation serves God, then the nation is blessed. And when my sister shared on Malachi today, I thought of the, the end of that scripture says, and in you, all of the nations will be blessed. That's out of the Abrahamic covenant that God gave to Abraham, that blessing belongs to us. Everybody say, blessing belongs to us. And so even though the world may be suffering, even though there's things that are going on in the world, it does not apply to the people of God. And there are conditions. Everybody say conditions. How many of you know, even with your own children, there are conditions to them being given the car keys? Hopefully, they have had a little bit of training. I saw a commercial yesterday, and this young man's in the car, and he's talking to his mom. And he says, Mom, you know, you said I should go through the drive through And you then that shows the front of the car. He has driven through the sign. He's knocked down the sign, the front of his car. He said, well, I did, <laughs> but then he goes on. You know, we want to make sure that as the people of God, the blessing that's upon our life is being used for us and for others. So I want to start in Genesis today, and I'm not going to go all the way to Revelation so you can relax, but it, it's in Genesis 12, and we all know this uh, if you've been in this church for very long, 
But God told Abram to get out from his family, that God was going to do something with him that required him to be separated from, I believe, everybody who would be a support to him so that his only support and his only help would come from God. Have, have any of you ever had God do that to you? I have. And, you know, when you get in that place, that's when you really get to know who God is, when it's just you and God and there's no other source of uh, anything that you have need of except God is the one who provides it. And it, it causes us to grow in who we are. And so this is what the Lord said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who curse you, bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who curse you in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Um, in Malachi, it says, all the nations will see that you are a blessed people, a delightful land. And it's quoted in Galatians when Paul teaches that all of the nations should see that we're blessed. Well, if we don't start with where we are right now, so goes the nation as the people go. So the people of God are put in the earth to be a blessing, not just to be blessed, but to also be a blessing. I want us to look at those things. It says, and if you'll put them up there for me, Reuben, I will make you a great nation. Everybody say, he will do it. I will bless you. He will do it. I will make your name great. Now, some of you may have a great name. That's not quite what we're talking about here, but God says he will make your name great. What does that mean? He will exalt you in who you are in the earth that he would be glorified. I will make your name great. I will bless those who bless you. Who's going to do the blessing? He is. I will curse those who curse you. Who's going to do that? We're not supposed to do that. It's awful silent here today. That's God's job. But those who come against us, the Bible says God will take care of those situations. We're to continue to be a blessing. Everybody say a blessing. That's our position. So the results of that blessing, all those blessings is you shall be a blessing. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. God is a blesser. There's no question about it. If you, if you look at the concordance, you will see bless, blessed. You know, God is, God's all about blessing. I happen to have been raised spiritually, and I thank God for it, in what people call the word of faith and the prosperity message. And so many people became alarmed at that message and backed off of that message that I believe what God wanted to put in the body of Christ for this last days when people have great need so that the body of Christ could be in position, many, many, many Christian pastors, teachers, evangelists, prophets rejected that and said, don't go with the prosperity message. Listen, the Bible is a Bible of prosperity because God is a giver. God is a giver and God assigns his people, people to give to. And so when people rejected that message, I believe they rejected a heaven opportunity of teaching to build people's faith so that right now we would be the people who would have more than enough to take care of what's happening in our world. I believe that. 
Uh, you know, I had people who were worried about me when I moved to Tulsa in 1979 with three children. They thought I was going to Oral, well, they knew I was going to Oral Roberts University work, but they thought I was joining a cult. I mean, even my dad thought I was joining a cult. He started watching Oral on television, and my dad got saved watching Oral Roberts, thinking he was a cult. His, his whole organization was a cult, and I was in it, and I was going from bad to worse. When my husband and I were in Tulsa, we were on staff at Victor Christian Center in Tulsa, and we had all the people that people said, oh, those people, don't listen to those people. They teach faith. Could I remind you, Hebrews 6 says, 11, 6, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Amen? And they preach prosperity. Dear Jesus. This is the wrong gospel. It's the one they talk about in the last days. No, that's the one that has godliness and no power. And that's the one that has faith and prosperity. Because that's where the power is in the power of the Holy Spirit. So uh, I believe this blessing, this blessed, I am blessed. You know, the church might say, we might all say it in here. But, you know, when you're at work or when you're somewhere else, you say, I am blessed and highly favored. And they go, oh, you arrogant fool. Well, I'm no fool. I'm not arrogant. I believe God. Everybody say believe. And the only way to release prosperity in our lives is to believe that God is the one who wants to bless us. And so as, as I was reading this, um, it says in Psalm 512, for you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, you will surround him as with a shield. Everybody say this. I am blessed and highly favored. Now, in the book of Numbers 22, uh, when I, I, was, I was actually uh, reading an, or, uh, an article here by Kenneth Copeland, one of the faith teachers, but I was reading it, and it says, God blessed. Everybody say, God blessed. God blessed them and said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. That would mean you're going to prosper and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion. And he goes on to say, this was given not only so mankind could populate the earth, but so they could replenish it. Now, listen, I don't know. You may not believe this, but it's an interesting thought. It says, from the very beginning, God knew, even if most folks today don't, that without the blessing, um, as people multiplied on this planet, they were going to use it up. They were going to eat everything wear everything, build with everything, and eventually everything would be depleted. That's what's happening around us right now. The earth is wearing out. How many of you know there's a lot about wearing out the earth and a lot of political stands against that? And it says uh, uh, about how things should be. Uh, but he says, but the depletion, I, I, I feel like this bears witness with my spirit, isn't just a result. He didn't say it's, he says, isn't just a result. So there are things that are causing this, of natural conditions. It's not just being caused by ozone or car exhaust or the lack of windmills. The real problem is spiritual. Everybody say spiritual. The earth is groaning under the effects of the corruption that entered the world when Adam bowed his knee to Satan. It's suffering from the curse that came on it through sin, and it's waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. What does that mean? We are going to show up and replenishment comes with us. 
the knowledge to replenish, the way to do things. All of that comes with the manifestation of the children of God. So I, I believe that uh, in the church, God is placed through messages, through messengers, always has through the old covenant into the new, people who have proclaimed things that will make this earth prosper and the people in it, just as he said in Genesis, you know, that he would cause us as his people to prosper, to have dominion over everything in the earth. And uh, I believe it's time for us to, to take charge in these issues and believe God for what God has deposited in each one of us. Wherever we are in our walk with God, we are responsible for that knowledge that we have to appropriate it and to cause those things that we cannot see to be seen. Amen? Well, hallelujah. That article spurred me on to the blessing. Amen? Because it's true that we do have issues, you know, in our uh, environment that need to be taken care of. But I don't believe man has the issue or the answer. I believe God has the answer, just like he has the answer for everything. And so in Numbers, I always think of this story. It's in Numbers 22. It's about a, a king, Balak, and a, a prophet, Balaam. And uh, he wasn't the best prophet, but I guess he was the only one around at the time to talk to. And so uh, the king, and I'm going to paraphrase this story. I'm going to give you a few scriptures. But uh, the king uh, was so afraid for his people, Moab, they, the, the Moabites, that um, he, he saw Israel, and this is what he said about the nation of Israel, and Moab was exceedingly afraid of the people because they were many, and Moab was sick with dread because of the children of God. You know, that's, that's a new thought. A lot of Christians are dreadfully sick, <laughs> But we're not supposed to be dreadfully sick or fearful. We're the ones that they ought to be dreadfully worried about. Amen? And this man, this, this king wasn't so. It says, Balak, uh, he, he said, look at the people. This, look, a people has come from Egypt. See, they cover the face of the earth and are settling next to me. That's what the devil thinks about you when you show up at work. Oh, dear God, they have settled next to me. That's for all of you that work with somebody you don't particularly care for. The enemy has charge of a lot of people's lives. And when we show up, this is the same thought. It's the same thought the enemy has. Look, a people has come from Egypt. See, they cover the face of the earth, and they're settling next to me. P therefore, please come at once. Curse this people. Curse this people for me, for they are too mighty for me. Perhaps I shall be able to defeat them and drive them out of the land. For I know that he whom you bless is blessed, and he whom you curse is cursed. That's what he said about that prophet. Well, uh, long story short, he sent out people to speak to, ba uh, to Balaam, and Balaam's response to coming and cursing the people of God for um, <clears throat> Balak were, though Balak, this is verse 18 of 22, though Balak were to give me his house full of silver and gold, I could not go beyond the word of the Lord, my God, to do less or more. In other words, I'll consult the Lord, but no matter what you offer me, no matter what you offer me, and you are in a position to give me lots of uh, honor and, and things, I will not be able to do anything unless God says I can. And so uh, 
at first God told him not to go, and then eventually he did go, and I don't want to get into all of that today, although I will tell you, if you need a donkey to speak to you, it could happen. Uh, Because God wants to let us know what he wants us to do and not do. And it has to do with blessing and cursing sometimes in situations. Uh, And then it says he, he went to the top of the hill and he spoke. He did go. And he said, but I'm only going to be able to say what God tells me to say. Well, in the first opportunity, he ended up blessing the children of Israel instead of cursing them, which really made Balak furious. But then he said, well, listen, I took you and you didn't, you didn't curse them. You blessed them bountifully. So I'm going to take you to a different spot. Maybe that'll help. Maybe if you go on this side of them, you'll be able to curse them. So he takes them again. And this time... After Balaam consults the Lord, he comes back, and he he says, God is not a man that he should lie. This is a very important scripture. You need to write it down and highlight it. It's 19 of chapter 22. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a man, son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken, and will he not make it good? Behold, I have received a command. Everybody say, command. I've received a command to bless. He has blessed, and I cannot reverse it. Say amen, amen. This is important because this now applies to you. Then it was the prophet who had the opportunity to bless and curse. But it belongs to the body of Christ. Read Matthew 16. I give you the power to bind. I give you the keys to heaven to bind and to loose, to stop the curse and to loose the blessing of God. Amen. This is going to help some of you that are in a tight place because uh, I felt like God was really saying to me, you need to listen to what I'm saying here. In verse 21, he, uh, he has not observed. Everybody say, God has not observed. Iniquity in Jacob, nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him. Now listen, they have just ended up in the wilderness because of their disobedience. But because they did what God told them, they went to the wilderness. God says, they're still my people and they're blessed. You know, God's still the blesser in the wilderness of your life. You need to remember that. We need to remember that. Even in the times when we don't understand, God is still a blesser. That doesn't change who he is. Amen? And so in the end, uh, that didn't work. Balak got even more upset. Um, And then Balaam said to him, all that the Lord says, that's what I must do. And then the third time, (laughs) in verse 10 of 24, it says, I called you to curse my enemies and look. You have bountifully bountifully blessed them these three times. Now, therefore, flee to your place. He doesn't want him in there anymore. I said I would greatly honor you, but in fact, the Lord has kept you back from the honor. (laughs) Did you get that? He's telling him, you're not going to be honored because you didn't do what I said. The Lord, you know, I'm going to tell the Lord. The Lord says, you just won't be blessed. It's just the opposite because he did what God said. It, listen, say this, man's honor isn't what I desire. Amen? It's God's. 
And when we honor God, we obey his word. Everybody say, obey his word. That, that right after he says, he is blessed, and I cannot reverse it, he says, he has not, God has not observed iniquity in Jacob, nor has he seen wickedness in Israel. The Lord his God is with him. Number one, I believe it says that even if you've missed it really bad, God still wants to bless you because he was going to bless the children of Israel. And he hasn't given up on you, that that blessing is yours for keeps. God is not an ending giver like they used to say sometimes, takes back what he gives us. Now, there are times where there's consequences to a wrong choice. But even in that place, God is with us. Everybody say, God is with me. Say, I'm blessed. And so, in the, in, even in those circumstances, but more importantly, our obedience always brings the blessing. When we do what God says, that's simply what this whole story is about. Balaam eventually told Balak, listen, it's worse than you thought. You're all going to be destroyed in the end. I'm sure he wanted him to go home after that. There are times we have to speak the truth in situations. And what we speak will bring life. You know, many times in the Bible, God would send someone to speak. And they would speak and somebody would repent. And God would reverse what was going to happen in that situation. God does not want to curse anybody. But repentance, everybody say repentance, is an important step. And so I believe that's what the children of Israel, by their doing what God told them to do, and they repented of their not going in. They still went to the wilderness for 40 years. But in that place, they were blessed. Read it, Deuteronomy 28. God says, don't forget, even when you were in the wilderness, your shoes didn't wear out, your clothes didn't wear out. Everybody say, he's the blesser. He's the blesser. He keeps blessing. Now, um, I was, as I was looking at this, um, Deuteronomy 28, and this is, this is the scripture. I know it has a lot of blessings in it, and it blesses in ways maybe that don't apply to us today in the way we live. But it says in 28.1, now it shall come to pass... If you diligently, everybody say diligently. That means you have to really on purpose obey God. How many of you know some days it's harder to obey God than others? Because things happen. Either we cause them or somebody else does. But, you know, we have to diligently, I mean, we have to make the effort to bless. We have to make the effort to stay on our track and not get onto somebody else's lane or their their track and it says diligently obey the voice of the lord your god to observe carefully all his commandments which i command you today that the lord your god will set you high above all nations of the earth and all these blessings everybody say all these blessings that he's about to name shall come upon you and overtake you Everybody say, overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. You know, I believe that so many times as Christians, we're looking, we're looking for the blessing, and it's behind us. Do you hear me? If it's going to overtake you, it's, it's coming up on you. It's coming up on you. Everybody say, coming upon. Coming upon us. That's what it says. The blessing will overtake you. But it overtakes you in your obedience. Are we getting this? So, you know, it's not that uh, he, uh, Copeland said, you know, the world's got part of it. If you sneeze, they'll say, God bless you. 
They have no idea what they mean. But they're saying, God bless you. What is, God is the blesser. And so when, when, we, when we're operating in a world system, we have to remember that it's our obedience that causes the blessing to overtake us. It's not, uh, it's not because we're good. Everybody say, I'm blessed. You are blessed whether you're bad or good. It just won't operate unless you're obedient. Does that? You know, I love my children. And my children are blessed to be my children, even on days when they don't think so. Absolutely, they are. Because I pray for them, and, and I, you know, I know I'm, I'm praying and standing in the gap for them. However, you know, it doesn't matter if they're good or bad. I don't stop praying for them. You know, I don't give up on them. God isn't like that either. And so we're always blessed. Everybody say we're always blessed. But for the blessings of God, all these things, everybody say things, to come upon us, we have to be walking in the obedience. In other words, we have to be doing what God said to do. That's pretty simple. Every day. Does that mean we're going to miss it? We probably will sometimes, and it's not going to stop the blessing. We just repent, and then it begins to overtake us again. Amen? There's so many Christians laying in a ditch because they feel bad about themselves, and God is ready to do something. They've repented, but they haven't gotten back up and begun to do what God told them to do. So it says that he will set us on high. In other words, he will exalt people that are doing what he tells them to do. And that's not to say that they get a title. That just means that people are going to see something in them that causes them to want more of God. I watched Mother Teresa's movie last night with my husband because um, I was reading in, in, it was in the, uh, commentary I was reading in my Bible, but it was talking about leaders, and it mentioned Mother Teresa, and uh, it says uh, natural leaders don't aspire to be great leaders. They aspire to be great persons. Can I say that again? Natural leaders don't aspire to be great leaders. They aspire to be great persons. Consider Mother Teresa of Calcutta. It's doubtful she ever said, I'm going to set out to be a great leader if you watch her life story, at least depicted on film, it was nothing like that. Yet that is what she became by determining to be the person God created her to be. She developed personal qualities that became leadership qualities. And if you watch this movie of her, there's this one. She, she was in the uh, convent. She was teaching children. She was a school teacher. But... She saw the people on the street, and she began to want to go to them. And, and all of the hierarchy of the Catholic Church there, even to the Pope in Rome, said, no. No, we're not going out there on the street because there's Hindus, there's Muslims, there's Christians, and we we're don't play favorites. So we just stay in our walls and take care of the people that we have. And she, would go, she left. And she would go out and she'd see those people dying in the streets. And in the end, she accomplished all the way to the Pope. All the way to the Pope, she accomplished what she desired to do. She started a whole new order in the Catholic Church of nuns that took care of the sick and the dying. And every time she needed something, God showed up. If you watch, it's so, 
it's so uh, good. What she was had all these children. She's teaching under a tree, and none of them get to eat. So she feeds them. But she'd go, and people would give her food. And then some of the other girls in that convent left it and came to follow her. Young women. And they become sisters in that order that she started. And they're, they're there with her, and they go, Mother, how will we feed them? And these children are grabbing the food, and they're taking out bags. She said, if we keep our promise, God will keep his. And in the end of the movie, she's feeding some 20,000 people a day. Building after building, she got. And this one priest came all the way from the Pope. He was going to tell her she couldn't. Couldn't continue. And finally, she hid from it. She said, I don't need to talk to him. <laughs> and so she just kept, she said, I, he, 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 you have to find me. She's not coming to the convent. She's on the street. And this is what I do for God. So the man finally finds her. And she sits down in the dirt. And she, <laughs> he, he, she looks up. And she said, well, he said, Mother Teresa, this can't be done. And she said, well, I have a secret. And he's listening. She goes, I talk to Jesus. He talks to me. And it's like a new thought. And he said that when I see these people, I see his face. That is the blessing following the call. Amen. And it wasn't in a church. It was on the highways and on the byways. Can't get away from it. It's in you. I'm praying it explodes in you, so don't be surprised at yourself. Don't go, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Pastor Pam's been praying for me. I'm about to witness to somebody. I'm about, <laughs> I'm about to feed somebody. This is it. We're done. You know, um, I just, my husband just sent me something from Fox News about a young man at Walmart. And, and I don't know if you all saw it. it. It went all over Facebook. And what he did he had a woman there, and she had just gotten her WIC coupons and didn't know how to use them. And he kept getting, it wouldn't work in the machine, and she didn't know what to do. And he, he's going to be a missionary one day to Honduras. But he needs to know that God's the blesser. Did you hear me? He needs to know God's the blesser. So he said, I heard God say, this is, you're ready. Pay the bill. Took his credit card out and paid the bill. Ended up on Fox News. Now, listen, that's a sad nation when somebody doing something for 60 bucks in the Walmart makes the news. Amen? That means things are not really that good if that's the blessing being revealed. But I thank God for it, however it is. Mother Teresa got all kinds of bad bad press, but the money started flowing in like crazy. And so the man that she sat in the dirt with, the priest, he said, I can't leave. I'm going to have to help her. And he stayed with her all the way to the end. She got in a big board meeting toward the end of the movie, and they're, they're, they bring her a bottle of water. She said, how much does this water cost? They said, $3. She said, these board meetings are over. <laughs> over a $3 bottle of water. And she said, we will have no more board meetings, no more hotels, no more fancy meetings. We are back on the streets. God will take care of it. Amen? She said, he likes things simple. (laughs) I want to tell you, the blessing is available. 
And God needs the world to see the blessing. Like that young man that got talked about all over Facebook. It happens in the smallest ways. But God sees. But we'll never know he's the blesser till we begin doing the blessing. We can't seek the blessing. We have to seek the blesser. Amen. Matthew 6. It says in Matthew 6, uh, 33. This is a scripture that when I was by myself in Tulsa years ago, there were two places that God spoke to me. Matthew 6. And in, I think it's Matthew 5. Wherever it says, where your treasure is there, your heart will be also. But this one says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. There is a blessing God wants to release, I believe, upon the church. I don't believe it's any different than the message of faith and prosperity that he tried to prepare the church for what he wanted to do. When God wants to do something, he finds people who are willing to step in to that anointing of power. Everybody say power. God will do signs, wonders, and miracles. Think of this. Mother Teresa impacted India like an amazing way. And she was just a little tiny woman in a white outfit with blue stripes. White for purity and blue to say Jesus. And that was what she asked that outfit to be blessed by another priest. That when she wore it the people would see Jesus. I believe that the blessing is ready for us. We just have to be ready for the blessing. In Matthew 6, 1, it says, this is the key, take no thought for your life. That's how God defeated fear in my life forever. He said, Pam, stop taking thought for your life. I thought, dear God, if I don't take thought, who is going to? I got three kids here. They all think I should take thought about some things. But God said, no, you don't take thought. You just keep seeking me, and I'll give you what you need. And I learned it with three children by myself that God would provide. We've learned it in this church. No matter what season we're in, God will provide. We, we do have enough. Everybody say, we do have enough. And there are times when it doesn't look like that in the checkbook here, but that doesn't, that doesn't change the fact we are serving the blesser. And he has called us to do certain things. This backpack thing that we're doing, this is to bless children. God loves the little children of the world. He loves them no matter what size they are, but he, he especially will take care of his children. And so in blessing, in blessing those children, the blessings of God will overtake. Everybody say overtake. And so as believers, sometimes, you know, uh, in, in, in all churches, people say, oh, they're going to take the offering. <laughs> Like we're going to hold somebody up and steal it from them, you know. We're going to take that offering. No, it's an opportunity to give. Why? Because God wants us to learn what the blessing is and how it operates. It starts with us doing what God gives us to do. This is the last uh, scripture. I want to remind you of this again. Psalm 5, 12. For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. The Bible says, and if see, it's Second Corinthians five twenty one, that we are the righteousness of God because of Jesus. Because of Jesus, so our righteousness has nothing to do with how 
good we are or how successful we are. This blessing operates through that righteousness. Does that make sense? It doesn't operate through ours. And with favor, you will surround him as a shield. Let's stand this morning. I believe God has a blessing uh, that he wants to give in people's lives that goes beyond anything we could ask, hope, think, see. But the way it's going to happen is when we participate in how it works. But, you know, we, we, can't, we can't see what God does until we do what God tells us to do. And whether it's in money, whether it's in uh, seeing people saved, uh, seeing, seeing people healed, seeing people delivered, it's when we begin to operate in those things. Uh, it's, it's when we begin to just share a word about how good God is and somebody gives their heart to Jesus and we see it. And that's, oh, we see the blessing, you know. And so the next time that blessing gets multiplied because now we begin to believe, everybody say, I have faith, and we begin to go again and step into another arena of blessing. I know in my life, uh, this year, I felt like God uh, was saying some things to me and to uh, just let go of some things, but that, but it was going to take me to a new level in seeing the blessing. I want to see the blessing, but I have never in my walk with God since I was saved by myself as a single mom ever seen the power of that blessing. I didn't even know what it was called then. I just said, well, God brought back what I gave and more, but that blessing that is attached to every believer's life. It's in us. We are blessed. We are blessed to prosper. And, and I experienced it in little things like groceries on my doorstep and then giving some of my groceries away. Those things brought a, a confidence in me that God would take care of me. That's the blessing. Then as I grew, it was not just God would take care of me. God would take care of other people. And then I had I didn't have to be afraid to ever say, I'll buy, I'll buy your meal. I'll, I'll give you a bigger tip. You know, I'll, I'll do this. I'll, I'll do this. And, and you think, well, the food wasn't any good. Why are you tipping them? Because God told me to. See, God, it, God doesn't reward people according to how good they think they are. Oftentimes, he rewards people to let them know how good he is. And they may be the most hurting person in the place. But that tip that you give them is God saying, I want, I'm going to take care of you. It's time, people. It's time for the church to be outside these walls, just like Mother Teresa. And it's not that we don't come here. This is where we come to get rejuvenated, and we encourage each other, go do it again. Hallelujah. Now, what are you going to preach to me today that I haven't heard before? Dear God, I haven't heard anything new in 10 years. Well, you know, I'm sorry, I am past that. We are in a desperate situation. God is calling his people to rise up. Listen, whatever you do in this world is just seed for what you're supposed to be doing for the kingdom of God. And me included. It's seed. That's all that is. It's seed to sow and to reap. And we are going to reap in whatever harvest field we're in. Because the Bible says the multitudes follow Jesus. They follow Jesus. Like every one of you should start having a herd that comes in here with you on Sunday. Hallelujah. You can share your seat. 
These seats are pretty wide. We can squeeze more than one in. Amen? That's the way. Because people need the blessing. They need to see Jesus. They need to see how good he is. And this may not be Calcutta, but I'm telling you, they're out there. That's why we're here in this city. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for your word today. Thank you that your word is powerful. And your word is what we live by. And Lord, not, not my word, not anybody in this room's word about what they think about the word, but the word, the word. You are blessed to be a blessing. That's what you said. This covenant that we're in that Jesus fulfilled was the Abrahamic covenant. And that's what you told Abraham. You are blessed to be a blessing. I am going to bless you. I'm going to bless you. Your name will be made great. You will be exalted so that people can see who I am. So they can see that I am the one who will bless them. And the blessing maketh rich and adds no sorrow with it. That, Lord, you've given us spiritual blessings. It says in Ephesians, you have given us all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. Let it come upon the people of this congregation. If you're a candidate for that, raise your hand. Now, this will require you to give, so don't raise it if you're not ready. But it will require you to give. Father, in Jesus' name, we are ready to let your blessing flow through us to others, Lord, that people would see who you are, that people would know there's something different. There's something different. Show us, Lord, how to get in that river of blessing, how to do it in our lives individually. I pray for every person here today that whatever their their river is, however it flows for their life, that they will step into it today and they will see signs, wonders, and miracles in Jesus' name, I thank you for it. We receive it by faith. We receive it by faith. Aaron, you are going to have to do what God's telling you to do. I love you. I just see it. The anointing of God is on your life, Aaron. And God is going to show you. And this, all this is going on isn't about the job. That just, but this is about you knowing what is this. It's time. It's time. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, every person in here, who it's time. How many of you know in your heart it's time? You just, you know it is? It's time. I need to be doing, it's time. Yeah, in Jesus' name, Lord, just release them to be the hands and feet in that situation. They know it's time. I'm supposed to move. In Jesus' name, I'm to move out and to trust God in this situation, whether it's going to your neighbor speaking the word over somebody, whatever it is that you step into that in Jesus' name. Everybody say this. Father, I am a candidate for you to use in the earth to be a blessing. I receive it by faith. I know I have it. I want to see it manifested in my life so that the world can see the manifestation of your spirit and your life, not just in me, but in those that I'm with, that it will be everywhere that I go, that I bring it, I bring it everywhere I go, and people are saved, delivered, and healed because you are the blesser, and I am blessed to be a blessing in Jesus' name. And everybody said, 
Amen. Hallelujah. We'll give God praise today. Go and be blessed. Hallelujah.